Hi, and welcome to the Dying to Ask podcast, episode 138, for those of you who are keeping track, although it's probably just me who keeps track. Um, 2022 hasn't been great for humanity in terms of the COVID surge, but it has been good for podcast stats, hence why I'm keeping track. So I want to start with just a little bit of gratitude for everybody out there who has been listening and sharing the episodes with their friends. And there probably is a really easy way to do that from whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. On Apple Podcasts, if you've got your phone out, there are three dots in the actual episode on the right-hand side of the screen. If you touch that, it should open up a window that gives you options on how to share the episode. So you could text it to somebody, you could email it, or maybe just copy the web address and share it on social. I share a lot of podcasts with friends. I'm sure my friends are like, okay, enough already. But if you're old enough to remember newspapers, it kind of reminds me of when your grandma would cut something out and mail it to you with a little note, usually a post-it or on the back of some, like a piece of scratch paper. And it said, I thought you might enjoy this. That's kind of what I do with podcasts these days. So I love it. To me, it tells people, I heard this and I got this out of it and it made me think of you. So if you have a minute, it's a, a you don't have to just do it with this show. I mean, I'd love it if you would, but anything that you happen to listen to, I think it's just a really nice way to show people that you're thinking about them. Like a Hallmark card only it's a podcast. So this show is, of course, in the self-improvement category on the podcast platforms, which is really competitive to get a high rating in that category because uh, we Americans need a lot of help. We need a lot of (laughs) self-improvement these days. So I was just totally blown away when a recent episode about the pandemic brain hit enough of a nerve that that episode nearly went to the top 100 in the self-improvement category. We made it up to about 104. And that is a big deal that nobody outside of podcasting would ever get or care about. But it was my 2022 goal to go sub 100. And we got really, really close. So like, that is awesome. Two weeks in, it was super rewarding for me. And I take a win wherever I can get it these days. The show has about a quarter of a million downloads now, a little bit more than that, actually. So it's been really good. There's a lot of great momentum. And since pandemic brain hits such a nerve as a topic, um, and I thought it would, I thought we would kind of continue along with that today. I had some really interesting emails and messages come in from people who said it resonated with them. So um, let me see, let me, let me read you one that came in. This came in from Kim, who said that with her business, she's self-employed, she has had to reschedule and cancel clients a lot because of COVID and keeping any kind of schedule for her team has been just totally bananas. And she said, I feel like you pointing out that there's no real routine for anyone right now made it easier. And then the donuts with the Diet Coke, hilarious. That was totally Edie. She eats those waxy donuts. Oh gosh, I don't know how she does it. Um, But anyway, she went on to say, I just wanted to say thanks for a great listen at the right time and for turning my quick walk into an hour and 10 minute walk through the park so I could listen to the whole thing. That friend makes my day. That is why we do this. And I so relate to that feeling. So knowing that that show gave you that little mental respite is so incredibly encouraging to me. So one of the things that came up in the episode that a lot of you sent some feedback on was the advice from our Kaiser expert to stop multitasking. This was Dr. Hilary Van Horn Gatlin. She said, do one thing at a time. A lot of you said, love the idea, but totally impossible. And I'll be honest with you, I have tried this now for a couple of weeks with very mixed success. I mean, sometimes I'm able to slow down enough to do it, but a lot of times I really can't. Um, so I totally understand it. I am trying to do one thing at a time, 
but it's really hard because the rest of my life has not gotten the message. So today my colleague Edie Lambert is coming back on the show and we thought we would update you on what we've done in the last couple of weeks and let you know how it's gone for us. We have some wins, we have some fails, and Edie had a brilliant idea. I mean, such a great idea, because that's what she does, really good ideas. It's called self-acts of kindness, and there's an easy built-in accountability component. All you need is your phone. It's so good. I don't know why we didn't think of it earlier. Edie Lambert is back. We're going to tell you all about it on this episode, number 138, for those of you now keeping track of Dying to Ask. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I thought I had seen and covered it all. Then came coronavirus, a pandemic, anchoring in my living room, homeschooling my kids, and all the things that come with COVID, including a vaccine. It was supposed to get us all back on track of living our best Instagrammable lives. Best lives-ish. The reality is we're still untangling what life looks like in a world post-pandemic. A lot of people describe a sense of never-ending overwhelm and anxiety. Is that just what life is like now? Or are there ways we can get back to living in the now? And this season of the Dying Desk Podcast is asking how we can hit the restart and start living again. Good morning, Sunshine. How did you sleep? Oh, you know, pretty good. I'm, okay. I'm on my January track <laughs> of my uh, better sleep promise to myself. So it's funny, I keep um, hearing more and more about that. Like people keep talking about like the sleep hygiene and just like really valuing it. I mean, it shows up on every list of like ways to treat yourself better this year. Yeah, the more I learn about it, the more I learn how profoundly it is to our biology. So yeah, I'm, I'm committed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm about to be committed, I think over this last couple of weeks, um, the, uh, brain pandemic, uh, or sorry, pandemic brain. See, there you go. That's where I am right now. That episode really hit a note with a lot of people. We got a lot of interesting, um, comments back from people, emails and messages on social media. That episode went, um, hit, hit numbers really, really quickly in terms of downloads. So I feel like a lot of people definitely, like we thought they were, are definitely feeling this right now. Yeah. It was so lovely to hear a lot of thank yous. Yeah. Just thank you for sharing, you know, your experiences. Thank you for making me feel like I'm not alone. Thank you for making me feel like I'm not crazy, that I can't remember anything right now. So yeah, there was, it, it resonated, I think, with a lot of people. No, I think you're right. And I, what I heard from a lot of people um, was that they felt that um, they could identify with it and that it was helpful that um, the two of us who apparently on TV look like we have it together, were pretty blunt about the fact that we don't. <laughs> And you know what? No one does. I don't care what they put on their social media. Nobody's really got it all that together. Everybody is struggling because all of these things that are going on right now affect everybody. I guess some people more than others, but like everybody is dealing with these things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I have to share with everyone the funniest moment for me after that episode. Deirdre called and I answered my phone which we had discussed in that episode. And she so wasn't expecting it. She was like, oh, oh. I didn't know what to uh, do. <laughs> uh, I need to go get my earbuds and I don't remember why I called you. 
It was so funny. You were not expecting me to actually no, answer. No, I was just going to leave you a message. And that was two things that came out of it. People were surprised that you just don't answer the phone, which I think was really funny. But most people don't, in your defense, most people don't answer the phone anymore. And then the second thing they were surprised by was that you like those waxy donuts. I mean, so Oh, good. those are delicious. That that has not changed. <laughs> I may be answering my phone a little, a little bit more. Um, and yeah, I got some for our editor, Brian Lau, since you told me that it turns out he is a co-waxy donut lover. Apparently he, Brian edits this podcast. He is, is the only competition you have, I think in the building for the vending machine where those donuts are sold. So it's just the two of you, a battle royale and, um, have at it. They're yours. I'm not touching them. We also agreed that the ones that work are the <clears throat> off-brand, so they're, they're not even like the hostess better ones. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we may be, you know, bringing in our own supplies from now it on. It might be. Right? It might be. So a lot, um, we, we talked about Dr. Hillary Van Horn Gatlin's, um, she had five steps, and I'll just paraphrase right now, but it was things like, you know, value your sleep, which you certainly have been making a better commitment to, which I commend you for. I am some days are better than other days for me. Um, get outside, get some sunshine, do an act of wellness for yourself, whether that's making sure you're drinking enough water, eating well, whatever, exercising. I think I already said that one. Um, and then her big one that she said could have the, the most bang for the buck is to stop multitasking. And this is the one that people keep talking about to me because I think a lot of us, especially moms, working moms, all moms, um, we're doing five things at once because there are so many things that need to be done. And the way that we live life these days because of the ongoing pandemic is just really different. So that was the one thing that I heard from a lot of people. And, and then I have tried to cut back on, but I'll tell you, that is a hard one for me is to not be doing as much. Yeah, same. I mean, there's, there's no choice around it. There's just a lot to get done and only so much time. Yeah, I my so here's where I've come to with it. I cannot at all times focus on one thing, that kind of solo focus. Um, I can't do it because um, people have to eat and they have to have clean clothes. Like, sorry, <laughs> those are realities. Like I'm going to have to multitask at some points. So I have kind of committed to other times when I really do need to focus, making sure that I do have my undivided attention. So for example, I have a ton of writing that I need to do for the Olympics. And when people are pinging nonstop with whatever, I can't do it. So I have committed to, I close out absolutely everything. I don't even log onto our news software. I write in a Word document, whatever I've got to do. And then I log back in and I cut and paste. So is it extra steps? Yes. Am I writing faster? Definitely. So for me, the solo focus is on things that I think deserve that extra attention that will let me be creative, that will let me um, get the buzz of crossing something off a list that will work. But I, but I can't do solo focus all the time. I just can't. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Do but I think that that's, um, it's, it's a great uh, exercise and discipline to think through your schedule as to what can be multitasked. You can do a couple things while you're folding the laundry. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, yeah, not to be mean. My, my husband can't fold laundry and watch football simultaneously. Really? <laughs> but I can. So, but you know, you the, the, the laundry gets done. 
I see. Okay. Well, there's so many ways we could go with that. None of them will end in a good place. So, <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I thought about doing this. He is super helpful for the record, but yes, um, not not as much of a multitasker. Yeah, but you know, maybe maybe in his defense, maybe that's what gives him that you know ability to relax his brain is sitting there sure. zoning out to the football. Because let's be honest, you and I really don't care. Um, but maybe that's what does it for him. So maybe that's actually kind of smart. Or maybe well, it's a great way he, to get out of folding laundry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you put your finger on it though. I mean, he does care. Yeah. I don't know that I would fold laundry through now that I think about it through a show that I absolutely loved, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the difference. Well, would you fold laundry during a presidential debate? No. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> everybody's, yeah, no, got their, like, everybody's got their price. Yeah. I know you've got to pay attention. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, no, that's funny. Okay, so I guess that's where I am. I am good with all the other things that she recommended. In fact, I fully endorse them. Um, when it comes to the multitasking, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna tr- I'm trying, and I I do now understand in a different kind of way why it's a good thing to slow down. I understand why it's a good thing to sit back and to do one thing at a time, and I'm trying harder, but I'm not there yet. Good. Well, that's, I think that's the whole point of, of what we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, you take those steps forward. Exactly. Okay. So this week you had an amazing idea and you texted it to me. <laughs> don't, don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. I do. I, it's, I, I guess I don't necessarily um, take credit for anything that I do as an amazing idea. So thank you. Oh, no, it um, is. But this I, is really, guess- really good stuff. It started with running to my car at 1.30 um, because I had a couple things that I had to return at a store that's not too far away. And I have two pickups at school. One, one is at two o'clock. It's my first one because my kids are, are three years apart. So they get out at different times. And I, you know, I had turned on the engine and I was, my mind was racing. What if there's a long line for the returns? What if the parking lot is full and it takes me an extra one minute to park? What if when I get to school, I have to park three blocks away instead of two blocks away to to walk up? And I'm just thinking, you know, because my timing was down to the minute as to whether I was going to pull this off, which is how most of my life ends up operating. And I, I thought, no, no, I turned off the engine. I mentally thought, how much toilet paper do we actually still have? Three rolls. That's enough (laughs) that I don't have to do that today. And I walked back in the house. I stretched for like six minutes and 47 seconds as I'm calculating, can I get a shower in? Took a shower, shaved my legs. That's how long, you know, that's like self-care. And I got to school on time. Yeah. Feeling so much better not frantic not um you know mentally messy I got to school feeling calm Mm -hmm. and you know my daughter got out and she climbed on my lap and how was your day and it was just um I I felt again calm I think is the best way to word it and when when I finish that process, I thought, why is it that this is special? Why would that be special? 
to, to not fit what my dad used to call five, 10 pounds of, you know, what in a five pound bag. Mm-hmm. That's how my dad <laughs> phrased it. And which wise is man. My life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, the same way that I might go to you for accountability with, Hey, let's challenge each other to exercise every day or, Hey, let's be each other's accountability buddy for a diet. I thought, let's do this for just one thing a day that we do for ourselves. And if I have to text you that I've done it, yes, there's the accountability and there's also the, um, it puts it on your radar. It makes it important. It triages it right up to the front because it, it, it suddenly, it becomes a much more conscious thing in the same way that your accountability buddy would do for diet and exercise. Exactly. Um, so it just applies it to, to this thing. And so we've been doing it. Um, Deirdre kind of flunked on day two. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm scrolling back through the list of things. Um, okay. A couple of quick thoughts. The mental gymnastics of the what if game are exhausting. I do the same thing. And I know everybody does. It's like, if that, if this, then that. And each thing goes like, you can take it up to 10, 20 steps. It reminds me of, do you remember the book? Well, you might still be reading it. If you give a mouse a cookie, do you know that series? If you give a mouse a cookie, then he's going to want a glass of milk. And if he has that glass of milk, well, then he's going to need to go get another sandwich. And if he has that sandwich, I love that book, but that book always used to stress me out because I'm like, oh man, this mouse is is never going to (laughs) stop. But that's what we do as adults is we play that what if game rather than just dealing with whatever's there in the moment or just saying, eh, like you did that smart moment, I don't need to do this today. Um, but we instead will sit there and do the mental gymnastics of taking it 10 steps to nowhere. And yeah. really all you were doing is running to the store to grab some TP. And let's be honest, you could call me and I'll drop one off at your doorstep on my way to work in the middle of the night, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, to, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So maybe, may, so maybe like part of this is just like quit playing the what if game just for a while, like stop with the what if game, just start from a place of things will be just fine. But I love this idea of this accountability and you're, you kind of called it um, acts of kindness. Like we always talk about random acts of kindness for strangers who you'll never meet. Those are awesome. Love it. Love it. If you end up in the Starbucks and some, the person ahead of you bought your drink. Never have I had that happen to me, by the way, but I think it's a wonderful idea. But this is like just doing something kind for yourself. And chances are, it might be saying, I'm not going to do fill in the blank like you did. I'm not gonna run the errand so that I can actually take 10 minutes at home, stretch a little and have a quiet brain so that when my kid gets in the car and says, how was your day and crawls in my lap? I can actually be in the moment for it. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. I, I guess that that's the maybe thing that I'm starting to see from, you know, my, I don't know, less than a week of less than a weekend, I'm I'm suddenly the wise one. But but I am seeing that doing that one thing for yourself is has benefits way beyond yourself. Yes. I I could tell that I, I showed up in a more present way for my daughter. You and I were texting yesterday. I was on my way. I dragged my family up to this nature preserve that we haven't been to before because it's not that convenient. It's like an hour and 20 minute drive for us to get up there. And it was absolutely 
gorgeous and it was just what I needed. It's a it's a nature preserve that serves as a sanctuary for millions of birds Ooh. because we're right in the Pacific Flyway. And so this is this is a place where they overwinter and it was spectacular. And um, I felt like, you know, on that drive home where my husband loves to talk about his car and all the different things. And I've, yes, I've heard many of these things. I felt like I was just so much more able to say, hey, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, really? That's, that's, <clears throat> hey, wow, that's, that's interesting. Um, and to, to be there for him as well. Yeah. And so um, that's, that's what I'm starting to see is um, there's, there are benefits beyond myself for yes. doing things for myself. Isn't that interesting? Oh yeah. gosh. Okay. So here, we'll share a couple of things that we've done with this accountability and prepare to be incredibly underwhelmed because these are, <laughs> these are not big things, friend. Okay. So the first day Edie sends me this, this great text, you know, um, and it literally, it's exactly what she was describing. She said, Hey, you know how friends team up and have accountability partners for exercise or diets. And then she went into it. How about if we do self-care or self-kindness? Love it. Okay. So I say, I'm in. And then she says, your turn. I'm like, crap, <laughs> got to come up with something. So my, my elder son is now driving, has a permit. And we went and picked up his younger brother. He's driving, um, which is kind of awesome. And they wanted to go to the DQ to go get a blizzard. And you know what? I really wanted to go do something else. I needed to get home. I wasn't in the mood to go into the really long DQ line. And instead of putting up a fight and explaining why we were not going to go to DQ, I just said, okay. And he drove through the line that drives me crazy. And they were really happy. And I just sat there. And then since he was driving, obviously I had to hold his blizzard and I had to take the mob tax out of the blizzard. So I got some ice cream out of the deal. So that was That's a at least 10%. One. It was, it was. Um, so, you know, like that was great. And it was just a simple moment of just like, sometimes it's just say yes, start with yes. Okay. So what was another one that you did? Well, I want to do your next one. <laughs> okay. I'm scrolling. Okay. So that was the one where you couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I loved about that, you should oh, read what you wrote. Well, here, but let me, let me take it to the next day. So the second day, the second day was, um, I was able to, uh, use, I didn't have a lot of time. I was at a kid's, um, sports tournament where they have games and they're scheduled like two and a half, three hours apart, super convenient by the way. But I took advantage of the time in between while he was doing something else. And I got some exercise. I found some trails that were nearby and I was able to get like a two mile run and then come back, do the mom thing. And then when he was busy again, I was able to go and get a three mile run. So I got my five mile run, just not exactly the way I wanted it. So that was kind of a win because I got a little bit of a break, got an endorphin rush, and then um, it felt a little bit better. And I was better for him. So kind of to your point of sometimes it helps other people too. And you know, the other thing too, is you just found this kind of nook of time to go work this out. And, and I'm sure running in a new area because this is not an, you know, you were there for, for, for a sports event um, and not an area you would normally run, which is usually fun to, exactly. you know, it's, it's a different, yeah. it's, it's a different experience than the same old, you know, track. Exactly. Okay. So um, your second one that you had texted me was you chose to join your daughter's new dog walking business over um, doing something else, <laughs> which was great. So you made a choice to do something that was super important to her that maybe didn't fit into the family schedule for the day, but it was good for everybody. 
It was so fun. Yeah. Just getting out, you know, I don't normally walk with just my little, my little one. So um, just listening to her kind of stream of consciousness, uh, watching her uh, feeling so responsible. You know, she's seven years old, so she yeah. doesn't, you know, get a lot of things that are just hers. It's her business. She's the one walking this neighbor's dog. Um, and it, she even wanted to pick up the poop. That gives you an idea of how much she was <laughs> just taking on the whole package. And quite literally, so, yeah, it, was, it was joyful. It was it was joyful. And that the other thing that my husband had to then go do was was much less joyful. One of us, yeah. you know, had to do one, and one had to do the other. So, so speaking of not joyful, um, that'll get you to one of my accountability days, um, where I just had one of those like terrible, horrible, no good days, like that kid's book. It just was. I will spare you details. Soup to nuts. It was a rough day, variety of reasons, and by the end of the day. Done anything for myself, <laughs> I'd survive the day. And so my thing was I just kind of reminded myself that all days end and that the next day is a fresh start. So it might have been an awful day for a lot of reasons, but when the day ends and the sun rises again, there is an opportunity for things to be different and to at least start on a different place. Um, and it was interesting. Like I knew that on an intellectual level, but the act of typing that out to you at like 1045 at, on a Saturday night was really helpful. So it showed me that the accountability part of this um, was really, really good. And I don't know if the accountability thing, I think my, my gut tells me it probably works better one-on-one. -on -one. I think it's probably like pick one friend, pick a friend and go back and forth. I think if you did it in a group text situation, it'd be really easy to skate out. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like the one-on-one -on -one would be a good way to do this. And I don't know that you have to have like a time limit on it. Maybe to try it for a week or maybe it's, you know, um, a longer time than that, but I think it could be uh, a really helpful thing. And again, you, I, you came up with this last week, we gave it a try and it had instant benefits to me. So super efficient way to maybe continue this kind of anti-pandemic brain movement. I have an idea for the time limit. Okay. Okay. What is the sign? I know that I know there's a number and I have a feeling you'll know it. Um, that the habit experts say takes to establish a habit. This is, is not a, is this is not a setup, but this is such a wonderful transition for me. It's 21 days. And you might okay. remember last summer during the summer right. Olympics, we had our 21 day challenge because it's kind of the average amount of time that, that most of the experts say it takes to develop a habit that becomes a routine that really becomes your lifestyle. And we did that during the summer Olympics using the summer games as the inspiration. And next week, what do you think I'm starting? I love okay. it. You know, it's the funny Winter Olympic 21 Day Challenge. Yeah, because I did days. your summer one. I loved yes. it. Good. Yes, it, yeah, it my my mine was upping my steps, and I did. It, it motivated me to do that. Well, that's great because next week we actually transition on the podcast to more Olympic content, and I'll be reintroducing this 21 Day Challenge using the Winter Olympics as inspiration. So that works out just great, and maybe it'll end up being one of our episodes. <laughs> It might have to be one of the day's challenges. Cause like I said, I've got a lot on my plate and that would definitely take something off of it if I did it. So you just gave me another good idea. Perfect. You're, like all, you're all like fresh brain today with all this sleep. It's good. It is good. I actually, honestly, Deirdre, I do feel better. 
Yeah, I, I do feel better. I, I feel like I'm able to think more clearly and more quickly. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's maybe, maybe it's just because we're thinking about thinking and how we think. It's not a bad thing. As long as we remember. Yeah. All right. This is great. Okay. So do we, do you have a fancy name for this challenge or is it just the act of kindness challenge? Yeah, let's just call it that. Okay. <laughs> act of kindness challenge. So find a friend, commit to 21 days of just being accountable with each other on something you did or didn't do that was kind to yourself. Yeah. Even if it was one moment of grace, which was your no good, very bad, horrible day, mm -hmm. um, you had one moment of grace yeah. to, to end your day. And that's yeah. something. Exactly. I think your dog wants to go for a walk. Oh my goodness. He's been such a pill this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Not at all. The metal part of my desk. You know what though? He whining. wants to go for a walk. He's going to get he you does. out. You're going to feel right. good. So really yes. he's kind of an act of kindness for you. It's true. He gets yeah. me out on days I normally wouldn't. So yes. I love it. All right. Thank you, friend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Can't wait to see what you, what you text me today. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Do you hear that? It's my theme music, my favorite. The Olympics are coming next week. Ready or not, world, the Olympics are coming. I am not, however, going to Beijing. And truthfully, I'm kind of okay with that. A lot of journalists and commentators will not be going this time. They'll be doing their jobs actually from many, many time zones away in the US. And in a couple of episodes, we're going to explain to you how that works. It's actually quite interesting behind the scenes and of course the why, which I'm guessing you can probably guess right now. So we'll switch to some Olympic-centered content starting next week. Same mission of learning how people are doing life these days and learning from their hacks, their methods for doing things. The difference is these guests are super fit, have some really good stories, and sometimes wear medals around their neck. Leave us a rating or review wherever you happen to be listening to us right now. And if you'd like to get in touch, you will find me on Instagram at runreadsip. Send me a message and we'll see you next week on Dying to Ask.